What the fuck is that song? That shit is stuck in my fucking head. Nothing important podcast. Matt Reyes, I'm back. I'm back fresh out the shower. My balls are clean, if anybody wanted to know. My balls are clean. I wash my hair. That is always a wonderful experience. If you don't have any hair on your head, grow out the hair right above your dick and wash that. Or ladies, um, if you don't have any hair on your head, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, hopefully, it's not cancer. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, I was online. I was looking at... Uh, I, I, I'm slowly getting back into sports. I'm... I grew up loving basketball like in an incredible way. I can't explain it to anybody who had a normal childhood <laughs> that is not from the inner cities of uh, New York. Um, probably don't understand the desperate passion that young Spanish and black kids have in the hood in New York City. It's really hard to compare. It's really hard to express. It is a mass delusion. The way we grew up was so fucking bad. And the ceilings were so fucking low psychologically that regardless of our genetics, um, me in particular, being a Puerto Rican who's predisposed to a lot of belly belly fat, uh, regardless of our genetics, we all dreamed that we would be in the NBA one day. And there was many years of my childhood where I believed the same thing for myself. I believed it wholeheartedly. I trained. I fucking trained. I was a fat kid with glasses. I was a smart kid. I was training to go to the NBA that's fucking delusion, ladies and gentlemen. But the benefit of this, beside it giving me a lot of great childhood memories playing the sport, I love the game of basketball. It taught me about competition. It taught me about um, just something that, that can bring so many different types of people together in a common either love or hatred for their team, you know, for whatever team is playing, you know. Um, and, and I love basketball. And in particular, besides just loving basketball... I love great players. That's just my personality. I don't get into something interest-wise. I don't become obsessive over something. I don't focus my energy and my attention on anything. If I'm not going to fucking be a fanboy, if, if it's not for the fucking greatness, the, the heights of whatever that craft delivers, that's all I pay attention to with everything. That's all I pay attention to. There's probably one subject that I'm not super obsessive about that I can really love and get into and not care about the best of the best. And that's food because I'm a fucking garbage pan. I'm a garbage pail. You give me anything, I'll fucking eat it. Outside of that, I'm a bit critical. I am a bit particular. And with basketball, as much as I've studied and I've trained and I've watched games and I've played games and I've learned the sport in and fucking out, you start looking at the best players and it's just an incredible admiration that you begin to, to gain, especially when you play the game for years and you watch so many basketball games and you know what is really special. You know, you can tell the difference between something that's skill, athleticism, or just like God-given ability. God-fucking-given ability. And, you know, if, if I would just pull out a couple examples. There's people in the NBA that are super fucking skilled. That's why they're in the NBA. And to the average viewer, they would look at that guy and be like, oh, my fucking God, this guy's incredible. It takes a lot to wow a guy like me. You know, it takes a lot to wow a guy like me. I'm a Steph Curry fan. What he does is incredible. To me, that's a lot of drilling down skill. 
It's a lot of drilling. There's talent there. Don't get me fucking wrong. The guy has talent across the board. But when I'm talking about like God-given ability, it's more of like a unique uh, thing that a player can do that is just not teachable. Like Kevin Durant is a guy that comes to mind when you think about stuff like that. Qualities like there's stuff about his game that it's not, I mean, it's refined. He's practiced. He trains. But it's not like you can really teach that stuff to other people his size. It's a God-given gift. It is a God-given gift. And I say all that to, you know, to be a real fanboy of the guy that I'm the biggest fuck fan of, LeBron James. Um, LeBron James has been in the news lately because he's LeBron James. Because he's motherfucking LeBron James. He should be in the news every goddamn day. I'm a fan. Can't you tell? People hate on LeBron. People hate on LeBron. Uh, they make excuses for his wins. They make excuses for his greatness. There, he has an unparalleled career. There's never been any pro athlete that has had so much expectation, so many eyeballs, so much pressure on their shoulders from the motherfucking jump. When this guy was 15, 16, 17 years old, the world was looking at him like, are you the next one? And not only did he embrace that pressure, but... He proved everybody right. That bet on him. You know, Nike came around and said, here's hundreds of fucking millions of dollars. We don't know if your ankles are made of dust. We can't tell because you're still a fucking kid. Take all this money. Lifer, lifer, lifetime contract. And they were correct. Great eyes. Great eyes for seeing that potential. You know, this guy, it's, it's unparalleled. Nobody's gotten close to the amount that he's had to endure from a pressure perspective. Let's, let's you know. Take it with a grain of salt. He's also a very pampered, uh, famous celebrity. So, you know, I don't think his life was that fucking hard. What I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, that, that that's a good distinct, uh, distinction to make. Not hard. He's had a very hard life. He had to work very hard and had to overcome a lot of pressure. So he's had a very difficult life. But I'm talking about, like, struggle. I don't think there's a lot of struggle there. Not a lot of pain. Um, but staying on topic here, he's been in the news lately because... Um, He's like vocally complained that the Lakers need to make some moves. The back office needs to make some moves and get some of these shitty ass fucking players off the team and get some potential on that team so that they can make a possible run in the playoffs and use some of his talent. If anybody watches basketball, if you've been alive uh, longer than 10 years, you probably know LeBron James and his greatness. It's a dwindling reality. It is very real right now it has been very real for a long fucking time probably the most consistent in being the fucking top at a sport how many years has he been the fucking best but he's 38 years old his 38th birthday just passed uh this year is also very special because he's he's uh on track to win the scoring title there's a lot that is still on the table he's performing at the top level of his sport even though he's 38 years old and the Lakers organization, in the opinion of LeBron James, they are sitting on their fucking hands. They're not hungry for another title. And LeBron is pissed. He already bring a championship to the Lakers, but he's worried about his legacy. He's saying, yo, my legs still feel fucking good. I'm still dunking on these kids. I can shoot the ball from fucking wherever. I know the game like nobody knows the game. And you guys are playing with me. You're putting these shitty pieces around me. Make some trades. The trade deadline is in February. And to his fucking point, you really got to think about this. The Lakers organization, they benefited from LeBron going over there and giving them another title out of their fucking billion titles that they have. You know, 
They put another banner in the rafters due to a man named LeBron motherfucking James. Yes, that should be his middle name, motherfucking James. LeBron motherfucking James was the reason they won another goddamn title. And now they want to sit on their hands because it may be more beneficial for that organization to reserve some of the leverage that they have that they would give away if they did make a trade for other players. And um, it's, it's a shitty situation. It is business at the end of the day. There was a great point made by the current owner of the Lakers, Jeannie Buss. She, she did state something that it's a good point. I still am on the side of LeBron James getting some better motherfucking teammates. And uh, it's not even about better teammates. He plays with great players. It's more about uh, cohesion. To win a, a championship, they, they have all these fucking sayings. It's not about defense. It's not about offense. It's can the guys play together? Can the guys play together? Can their egos match together? Is it a, a, a well-oiled machine? All those other things, uh, fucking obvious. Hard work, you know, grinding, overcoming, defense, blah, 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 blah. It's really about can those players gel? And so that's what the trade needs to be made for. Jeannie Buss, the current owner of the Lakers, comes out and she says... She is taking back power. She's taking back power from the organization. Uh, she's really saying she's taking back power from LeBron James. And she is going to, um, she's not saying it outright, but I'm assuming she's reserving the right to, um, or the, the ability to make some trades to give LeBron more potential to win a title. And her mindset is obviously looking long term thinking maybe LeBron is a little bit old. Maybe they don't have what it takes, even if they made those moves, to actually win the title. So what's the point? What's the point of getting to the Western Conference Finals? What's the point of getting to, uh, you know what I'm saying, deep in the playoffs if they if she doesn't really feel that they could win, even if they made the right moves before the trade deadline, right? I understand her point. What she's trying to, the point she's trying to make, what she's trying to insinuate there is that LeBron James, which there's a history of this, in his greatness and his great basketball mind and his leverage over any goddamn basketball team, over the NBA fucking A, because you have to understand the NBA is a multi-billion dollar industry annually due to a man named LeBron James. He is the face of the NBA, undoubtedly. They're scrambling for another fucking guy because he's 38 years old. Father time does not fail. He can't be playing till he's 50. They're looking for another guy that can replace him. It's not looking swell. LeBron has had all the leverage in the fucking world to get whatever he wants. And that means when LeBron goes to whatever organization he's with and he says, make some trades, or I don't like this coach, or I'm going to run the plays. And there's a billion fucking things that you can find on YouTube. There, there's, there's times that, I mean, they give him all these fucking nicknames. He's LeBron, but he was once LeCoach. You know, he's fucking benching players his goddamn self. You got to understand the guy has a lot of leverage because he's such an amazing basketball player. And he brings so much money to this organization that he's always had the upper hand. Jeannie Buss is saying, I'm going to take a little bit of power back. I'm going to take some of that power back because, unfortunately, LeBron is getting a little bit older. And maybe she doesn't have the highest hopes that they would win a championship or contend for a championship. And she wants to look at the long term of the organization. I don't agree with Jeannie Buss, but I can understand where she's coming from. The latest news that I fucking heard, and I don't like this. I'm hoping this is motherfucking clickbait because it's some bullshit. As we can see, ladies and gentlemen, in every fucking example, in every industry 
around the globe. It's not an American thing. It's just a human reality. Business can be petty from time to time. Business can be petty from time to motherfucking time. LeBron could have been in the NBA for, what is it, his 20th season? And he's just delivered everything. He has matched all the expectations. He's uh, gone above and beyond. He's made the critics look like fucking haters. He looked like you know, petty little assholes. He's done everything. He's made the money. He's made the money for the league. He's made it international. He's done everything you could fucking ask from a guy that you give a lot of money to, right? He's done it all. But at the end of the day, business can be petty. It always has the potential to get petty. And now that LeBron is 38 years old and that leverage is leaning back on the side of the NBA, he's going to retire soon. They, they, they don't care. Businesses do this all the fucking time. You hear about this story all the time. You hear about this story. There's some guy that's given 20, 30 fucking years to a corporation. And right before his fucking promotion, they downsize the son of a bitch. That is just the reality of this fucking world. They'll take you and they'll lift you up and they'll chew you up and spit you out or shit you up. And the NBA, I'm, I, I read this story and I'm hoping it's not fucking true. I'm hoping it's not motherfucking true. But now there's talks, there's rumors that LeBron may be traded to the Golden State Warriors. Top five petty. Top five motherfucking petty, ladies and gentlemen. If you understand anything about basketball legacy, if you understand anything about top five, the great, the GOAT debate, if you understand anything about these things, these cultural phenomenons that occur Amongst fanboys like myself, people who love, live and breathe basketball, not from just the perspective of a fan, but a cultural perspective. People that grew up playing this fucking sport, dreaming that it was going to take them out of whatever horrible situation that they were in. And even after that dream was motherfucking crushed, such a beautiful sport that they still goddamn love it. If you understand anything about how we view greatness they're just trying to shit on the man's legacy. If they trade him to Golden State, even if they want a motherfucking ring, it's just another reason why he's not as good as he actually is. It's going to be another talking point for the haters to shit on this individual and say, yo, you had to go here. You had to go there. You had to go here. Nobody wants to look at the positive sides of it. Nobody wants to look at it in favor of LeBron James. Nobody wants to look at the fact that he's never had a great coach and all the other guys that they want to talk about as number one, they've had Incredible coaches, best, greatest coaches of all time debate. LeBron has never had a great coach. They don't want to look at the fact that even though LeBron has played with great players, they were either very old or injury prone. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Who did he win with? He won with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was a little bit older and he had to take a back seat. Chris Bosh once again, and they, they also were playing against other behemoth teams. They're playing against Boston Celtics and that fucking all-star team. People don't want to, you know, match it up evenly. That's where he got his first two rings. Then who, who does he go win with? He wins with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Kyrie Irving is obviously autistic. He thinks the world is flat. <laughs> he thinks that the Holocaust didn't happen. He believes he's the rightful heir to Israel. You understand what I'm saying? There's a lot of factors here that nobody wants to accept the reality of this man's greatness. He goes to fucking to the Lakers. And during a global pandemic, wins a championship with Anthony Davis, who I don't know if he has like, you know, his, his ankles are magnetized to the earth. This guy just rolls his fucking ankle every 15 seconds. Uh, he is Mr. Glass. 
He's Mr. Glass. If you don't know the fucking movie, Google it. Um, look at it from the side of LeBron. LeBron is, is just incredibly great. And he always, any year, any moment he steps on the court, he deserves the greatest chance to contend for a championship. Because let's think about it outside of, is it fair or not? Um, let's look at it outside of, did, does he, did he have super teams? Let's look at it outside of, he's spoiled or whatever the narratives may be. This guy has generated all the fucking money to make the NBA the behemoth that it is. They owe him. They owe him. LeBron James is a billionaire. He's underpaid. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. He makes a fraction of what he makes for this industry. Let's be fucking honest. So I really hope that they don't trade this guy. I hope it's clickbait. I hope it's a rumor. I hope it's bullshit that they're not going to trade this guy. I, I would I would lean on to the, to the side of... Um, He's probably not going to get traded. You know, it's probably his clickbait. Um, but it just offends me just as, as much as a fan as I am. It offends me that people even write stories like this. Because it is still in that echo chamber of excuse making of why he is who he is. People can't just fucking sit back and witness incredible greatness. Nobody's going to see how incredible this guy is until the day he retires. Nobody's really going to witness and recognize until the fucking... the the. The last basket goes in and he hangs it up and these fucking nerds, they, I mean, they're already out there, but until they make the full career highlights for LeBron James and you can see how many times, regardless of age, he was just fucking Space Jam dunking on 12 people, like you're not going to recognize. And then when you watch the NBA, NBA post his retirement and you see nobody even gets close to what he's done. Nobody has the court vision. Nobody has the passing. Nobody has the dribble. Nobody has the jumping ability. Nobody has the fadeaways. Nobody has the clutch shot making. All in combination. Nobody comes close to two or three of those in their bag of tricks. That level of mastery of each of those things. And this guy had all of those things mastered. All of those things mastered. And then the intangibles. The intangibles. You understand what I'm saying? Knowing how the plays. Knowing how to put a team together. Knowing the psychological things, you know what I'm saying? The timing of the game, the pace of the game, controlling all of these factors that the novice basketball fan is not even paying attention to. This guy is so incredible at this fucking sport and the NBA owes him and they know it. Don't be petty. Don't be fucking petty, NBA. Give this guy, I'm, I'm saying NBA like it's not fucking genie busting the Lakers, but you understand it's all the fucking Illuminati. It's a conspiracy theory. He can, you know, when it's, when it's about money, decisions can be made. Decisions can be made. Give this guy the greatest chance to contend for a championship because the, he is owed. I don't care how much money he has. He is owed. He is owed. He is owed. You know? Anybody doesn't believe me? Who, you know, what is the debate now that they're having? Who's going to be the new face of the NBA? There's some great players. There's some incredible players. It looked for a while like Kevin Durant was going to be the guy that just slides in that slot. But... One of the most incredible things about LeBron, beside the fact that he's a great athlete, beside the fact that he is an incredible, skilled basketball player, can pass, knows the game, has the court vision, uh, fucking, you know, his memory is, is like a fucking whale or elephant. You understand what I'm saying? He has all these qualities. Beside that, he's healthy always. The guy's fucking bionic. That is not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant gets hurt. It's looking like his career is getting a little slower. So who's going to slide into that, that position as the face of the NBA? There's one guy I look at. 
There's one guy I look at, ladies and gentlemen, if you're from the motherfucking hood, you should be scared. If you're laying in your bed right now uh, and your covers are over your chin, you want to pull those over your eyes because the boogeyman is real. Uh, basketball is getting white. Basketball <laughs> is about to be motherfucking Caucasian. A white guy invented the sport. Karma is coming back full motherfucking circle. The face of the NBA may very well be Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is fucking nasty at this game. Let's be fucking honest. Let's be fucking honest. There's two white guys that are pretty scary in the NBA. It is him and it's Nikola Jokic. And I think they're both like from Serbia or somewhere. You know, and I got my theories about why they're so good. It's just proof that you have to come from some type of slum or <laughs> desolate upbringing for, for true greatness to be achieved. You know? We always point to the fact of uh, the plight of the African-American, but how much music and art and athletics that is birthed from that pain. Serbia ain't sweet. Eastern Europe in, in general, <laughs> that shit ain't sweet. So these are two big-ass sloppy white men, you know, Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic, but these niggas is from the hood. They from the, you don't think so, they from the motherfucking war-torn Eastern Europe. There's not money out there. They, they, you know, I think about that. They're tough. They're big. And the most embarrassing fucking thing about it all is that these motherfuckers is going out there and they're killing people on the goddamn court. They're killing people. These white ass Serbian men are just killing the shit out of people on the court. And they got the nerve to have dad bods. They got the nerve to be running up and down the court looking like they're playing at LA fucking fitness. And after the game, they got to go pick up the kids. They got fucking dad bods. Luka Doncic got a dad bod. This guy's a world-class athlete. <laughs> He'll put 60 up on your ass on the greatest defenders. He has big games against big teams. Incredible shooter, incredible passer, great handle, big body, and the motherfucker still got a gut. It's, it's sad. It's really fucking depressing. It's really depressing. Um, but that's what happens, you know. That's what fucking happens. Uh, my theory behind all of this, as I just previously stated, I do think incredible things Arts, athletics, music, uh, writing, they come from pain. You think about the plight of the people who have been oppressed in this nation and how they have produced all the culture. Things are getting sweet in America, whether you believe it or not. We did just go through a pandemic. You know, there's a lot of misinformation running around. Racism isn't dead, ladies and gentlemen. But these next generations, they're getting educated. And mobility is real. Education is real. Evolution is real. It ain't what it used to motherfucking be. Progress is happening whether you like it or motherfucking not. And that is going to breed a little bit of softness. So I start to think that going forward in the next 10, 15, 20, 25 years, possibly the face of these, uh, you know, these leagues, NFL, NBA, um, these, play these places where it's just uh, really an expose of people from inner cities, regardless of whatever state they're located in, that have gone through deep traumas, their communities have been deeply oppressed, and a star is always born, a, a, a rose grows from the concrete. I think that shit is going to slow down. <laughs> and we're going to have to keep on drafting these struggling-ass people from third-world countries. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Um, just a theory. Just a theory. But I think Luka Doncic may very well have an opportunity to be the face of the NBA going forward. Uh, if not him, though, who? 
And I made that long ass point to say LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Say it in the mirror three times, you'll grow five inches. God damn it, that man's the GOAT. He is the GOAT. Make the trades. Get Russell Westbrook off the team. I love Russell Westbrook, but it's just not gelling. You know, do something with Anthony Davis's broken ass. Maybe even keep those guys, but get some motherfucking shooters. He needs something. You need to give him some weapons. The guy's greatest ability, even though he's about to win the fucking scoring title, as ironic and hilarious as this is, his greatest ability is not scoring. It is facilitating. He is Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan and some other motherfuckers put together. He needs weapons. He needs weapons given to him so they can contend. Um, If they want the playoffs to be fucking popping, you know, we could keep on doing this shit where, you know, and I'm not an advocate where it's always like the same teams in the playoffs, like the Lakers win 19 championships. I think whatever team LeBron goes to, the motherfucker, you know, should be handed a great team to give an opportunity to showcase his incredible abilities. He should play as many games as possible in the season because he's LeBron James, because he's the best to motherfucking do it. You know, another rumor I heard that I hope is true. I hope this is motherfucking true. I hope he goes back to the Miami Heat. Woo! I hope he goes back to the motherfucking Miami Heat. That would be fly to me. I think that would be a great move. They have a young, hungry core. You you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, Jimmy Butler, but you got to get out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know how it works. Maybe keep that motherfucker. But LeBron James with Miami Heat, that would be cool. I think he could win another ring down there. And I would enjoy that from a fan perspective, but also respecting the contributions that this individual has made to the goddamn game of basketball, ready to win the scoring title, has made the NBA as an institution billions upon billions of dollars, and he's a motherfucking winner, still playing like he's 28 years old. Give that man a chance. That's been a Nothing Important Podcast. For anybody who's continue listening to the Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to the Instagram, like the post like the reels until next time.